many of us can handle when things don't go our way. We usually just brush it off and figure out a way to compromise and get through the situation. My story tonight doesn't go that way, though. It involves a series of schisms, all resulting in a person's inability to compromise. This is a story of the Church of the Firstborn of the Lamb of God and the cult of Ervil LeBaron. That is a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, Diana, Princess of Wales, was and is by far the most popular member of the British royal family, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. But with popularity also comes unprecedented scrutiny, of which Diana's tumultuous private life provided plenty of. Her death in 1997 saddened millions in England and around the world. But what really happened that August night when the car she was in crashed in Paris? Was it simply negligence on the drunk driver's part, or did something more sinister happen? This week, we take a look at some of the conspiracies shrouding Diana's untimely death. From time to time, during the How Did We Miss That podcast, we may talk about details of crimes that some may find triggering or disturbing. Listener discretion is highly advised. We missed that. Hello and welcome to another episode of How Did We Miss That? I'm Christine. And I'm John. Hey there. Hi. How's it going? Amazing. Good. Yeah. I feel like I have a little scratchy throat, so Uh-oh. I'm sorry to... Uh-oh. Did you take the COVID test? No. No, you I won't. Don't have do... the, I don't have COVID. You don't have the big C? No, I don't think so. Is I thought this... that was cancer. Yeah, I don't know if it's replaced it or not. Oh, that's I don't a good know. question. Yeah. Hey, can I give an update before you get started? Absolutely. This is from a few days ago. Matthew Taylor Coleman, our buddy, was finally indicted. Oh, okay. And he um, was indicted on Title 18, United States Code, Section 1119, Foreign First Degree Murder of U.S. Nationals. Right. Maximum penalty, death or life, and a fine of up to $250,000. So he has been officially indicted. And, uh, you know, I'm assuming it'll probably go to trial. I mean, although I don't know, he admitted to everything. Maybe he'll just plead guilty and yeah. die, die for the cause, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if, yeah, it's a good question. I don't know if he'll have a trial. If he, I think he can waive his right. Yeah, I don't right? know. It's I don't weird. know how that goes with those kind of things. He was obviously indicted on two counts on August. No, I'm sorry. This was just a couple of days ago that he was indicted, but two counts of foreign first degree murder of United States nationals, which were, of course, his kids, unfortunately. Of course. Yeah. Well, well, we'll follow that and see what happens. Justice, at least. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to do a story we haven't done in quite a while. I'm going to talk about a cult. A question for the sure. English teacher over there. Is it an occult or is it a cult or do you just say... I'm going to do a story on a cult. So the last time I did a cult, <laughs> you said the same thing. I still don't know, obviously. Okay, so the occult, O-C-C-U-L-T, yes. is like witchcraft, black magic. Ah, a cult. Sorcery kind of things, right? Yes. A 
cult, C-U-L-T, yes, is a group of people that have decided to follow one person for some strange reason. Okay. Okay. Unlike the opossum, there is not a space possum. It's just there is a opossum or an, an opossum. Opossum. This is they're not the same. What? <laughs> cult and a cult are two different things, but there is no possum and opossum. Anyway, go there with isn't? your start. No, there what's a possum? I thought it was just possum. No, it's opossum. Every time? Every time. Are you sure? No. <laughs> not. You're now making me doubt my Anyway, this is the true crime podcast. Yeah, so this is not Take it away with okay. the cult. Let's talk about Ervil LeBaron, shall we? Yes. All right. First of all, what's the over under on how many times you're going to mess up schism in that whole huge title? Did I say the did I say it wrong? No, you said it right, but oh. if you, if it comes up again, you're going to say something wrong. It's not going it. to come up again. But ah, dang it. All right. I well, I I did notice that in my story I accidentally typed Basically, instead of basically, basically, so. and then you just said basically. So let's see if I can. We're off to a good start. We haven't even it. been drinking. But thanks yet. so much for calling me out. I really appreciate that. Well, that's kind so of your kind. thing. We're like almost fifty episodes in, and you mess right. up some words every time. Yeah, well, it's just whatever. your thing. Yeah, I like it. All right. Okay. Ervil, LeBaron. Ervil. Getting back to Ervil now. Okay. How do you spell Ervil? I'm just. Can curious. I just that, tell my story? Yes, but I've never heard that kind of name before. E R V I L. Interesting. Ooh, very close to evil. It is very close to I evil. I like that. Anyway. All right, I'll shut up now. He was born on February 22nd of 1925 in Chihuahua, Mexico. Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Yeah. Now, if you're like me, you might be wondering how a person with the last name of LeBaron ended up in Mexico, because I was. Yes. Well, let me tell you, in 1890, the Mormon church decided to abandon the practice of polygamy. For those of you that may not know what polygamy is, it's basically just the practice of having more than one wife. And I yeah. guess technically yeah. it could be more than one husband, but it's usually more than one wife. Yeah, that's a good point. I've never seen... I think it's technically it could be, but I think in this particular case, the religious part of it is yeah. wives. Two things. I've never seen it opposite and I've never seen gay polygamy either. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Not like I'm a polygamy expert but you know what I, mean? no. I, I have seen my fair share of sister wives right yeah as have i yes all right anyway as i'm sure you could imagine this angered quite a lot of people and several groups were excommunicated from the church one of these groups decided to move to mexico where they could have religious freedom and i'm sure you could guess that one of those people was ervil LeBaron's father alma because that's a name for a guy yeah he was described as hardworking and energetic and was actually able to buy a home for himself and his two wives, along with the 11 children that they actually brought with them. Apparently, he had quite a lot of kids, but I couldn't find an exact number in my research. This was like the 1800s, so yeah, they just, I guess, didn't. You know, when I think about fleeing for religious freedom, Mexico doesn't come to mind, but maybe. But I, I think in this, part, in this point of history, it is because yeah. it's not really a. An established uh, yeah. nation yet. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. Of course, as I'm sure you could guess, they were quite religious, almost obsessed with making sure to follow the church's teachings. Though it was one of his major wishes to be let back into the church, Alma eventually died in 1951, never having allowed being allowed back in. Sorry. He was excommunicated. Yeah. So he petitioned several times to try to get back into the church and they kept saying, nope, nope, nope. 
Mm. As long as you've got more than one wife, you are not welcome. Interesting. Yeah. Well, of course, now that he's dead, someone else needs to take the position of the priesthood, which, if you're not familiar with this, is basically like the leader of of your particular religious group. So, mm-hmm. like, if it was our family, you would be our priesthood leader. Damn right. Because you're the, the leader of our little little family here. Yes, I am. All right. Seven of Alma's sons stepped up and claimed it was their right to be the leader, but the honor went to his son, Joel. And in 1955, he founded the Church of the Firstborn of the Fullness of Times. <laughs> Woo. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Can't imagine how expensive those pamphlets must have been to print. Yes. It's a lot of words. Yeah, if you're paying by the letter, you can right? cut that down a little bit. That's, that's a bit long. Yeah. So anyway, Joel is in charge, and he appointed Ervil as his second in command. Mm-hmm. So Ervil's number two. Yeah, vice priest. Vice priest, yes. Yeah. <laughs> vice Vice priesthood holder. Yes. So you know that saying not to do business with family? Yeah. 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 Well, they should have listened because in 1967, there was some major tension between Joel and Ervil. Ervil wanted to bring back the Mormon principle of blood atonement, which I'm sure you could probably figure out what that means. But for those of you listening at home. And me. Because I don't know. Yeah. It basically means that if you were a sinner, you had to shed blood in order to have your place in heaven and be forgiven. Ooh. Yeah. Y- your own blood. So you had to like harm yourself. Mm, or do you have to kill didn't someone? say. <laughs> okay. Just blood in general. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joel did not like this idea and he did not want it in his church. So they also argued about what would happen with their second colony that they had in Mexico. It was in Baja, California. Mm-hmm. Joel wanted the land to support a future church, and Ervil wanted to develop it as a resort. So that's a quite the difference in opinion. Absolutely, yeah. So what do you do when things just aren't going your way? Well, you start a new church, of course. A resort church. Yay! And that's just what Ervil did. He began the Church of the Firstborn of the Lamb of God and named himself the president. No priest. No, he's the president. Hmm. Okay. Some of Joel's followers actually ended up switching their allegiance to Ervil. That wasn't enough, though. In 1972, Ervil decided that he wanted to kill his brother and asked members of his group to do it. To his surprise, Joel's followers did not automatically flock to Ervil's side as he had planned, but instead turned him in for Joel's murder. Mm. Ervil went to prison for one year. I know, right? Mexico, man. In which time he was still releasing books and pamphlets, naming him as God's one true representative on earth. I want to go back to the old timey days where you released pamphlets or uh, letters instead of books and right. articles. Yeah. Here's my pamphlet on or the tweets. way the world should be. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, his next goal was to kill his brother Verlin, who was the next after him. And on December 26, 1974, he sent his underaged 13th wife. <laughs> and her brothers to raid Verlin's compound. They threw firebombs and shot at the residents, killing two and injuring 13. But it was no use because Verlin had already moved his family to Nicaragua. Ervil mm. was arrested for orchestrating this raid, but was released due to lack of evidence. When one of his followers, Noemi Zarate, voiced her displeasure with all the violence, Ervil ordered his 10th wife to drive her out to the desert and kill her. They have still never found her body. Jesus. 
That's a lot of wives. It's a lot of wives. I can hardly I handle one. I love how you're <laughs> concerned with that instead of the fact that somebody just got driven out to the desert and killed. Yeah. I mean, and we've never seen this person ever again. Based on what we talk about on this podcast, I was expecting that. I'm not expecting 10 wives. Well, he's got 13 so oh, far. That's crazy. Yeah. God bless him. Good luck, my man. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't the only of these incidents. When Ervil moved his family to San Diego, California in 1975, he wrote letters to many polygamous leaders and threatened them if they did not join him. One of these leaders, Robert Simmons, denounced Ervil and was killed in April on Ervil's orders. Also that same year, one of his followers, Dean Vest, was preparing to leave the group. Ervil asked his good old 10th wife, Vonda. Vonda. She's the, she's the killer in the family, apparently. Mm-hmm. To kill him. Number 10. Number 10. Yeah. She was convicted of the murder, but it's okay because Ervil told her that since she had atoned with blood, she had assured her place in heaven. Huzzah. Huzzah. Yes. In 1977, he ordered the murder of his pregnant daughter, Rebecca. Because she had threatened to go to the police. Finally, a normal name in this family. You know, right? A witness testified that her body was stuffed into the trunk of a car, and Ervil drove it around town for the afternoon. When someone commented that the car was riding low, he casually remarked that it must be because of Rebecca. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, her mothers and sister, or I'm sorry, her, yeah, mothers, excuse me, yes. and sister were very angry, but they were told that if they kept it up, they would be marked for blood atonement too. Ooh. I'm going to mark you for blood atonement. Yes. Just going back a little bit, Ervil's orders sounds like a book of rules by Ervil that one must follow. Well, I'm sure. Ervil's orders. Okay. <laughs> Just, I don't know. I like it. Yeah. Now, Ervil never actually gave up on the idea of killing his brother Verlin and decided that the best way to figure out how to get him out of hiding was to order one of his wives and stepdaughters to kill the leader of one of the biggest polygamous groups. And when Verland went to the funeral, some of his followers were going to kill him. Yikes. Yeah. Well, it ended up not working because they got spooked when they saw that the funeral was surrounded by police. Hmm. So they killed the guy, hoping that Verland would go to the funeral and then they were going to kill him at the funeral. Yeah, but there was police. But there was police. Yeah. So it didn't work. And this is still so in San Diego. they killed somebody for like no reason. Hmm. This is still San Diego? I believe. Yeah. They didn't say anything else. So finally, Ervil was convicted of plotting the murder and was charged and sent to prison in Utah. While he was in prison, he still wrote books and pamphlets to his followers. One of these, the Book of New Covenants, contained a list of 50 people that Ervil marked for blood atonement. The book also contained a list of who should succeed Ervil as leader of the cult. He named his oldest son, Arturo, as his successor when he died in 1981. Now, Arturo. Arturo. He really turned things around. Yes. Yes, he did. He got the group into some legitimate businesses. Okay, good. The most lucrative being auto theft. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's not a real business. I'm being sarcastic. I thought you were going to say like actual real things. No. Oh, okay. When one of Ervil's wives decided to leave because she did not like where the group was going, she was killed by her own son on Arturo's orders. Mm. Like father, like son, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, as expected, Arturo was murdered by one of Ervil's followers who believed that he should be the leader. Mm-hmm. After Arturo's death, the group fell to 20-year-old Heber LeBaron. He just continued more of the same violence. 
bringing back the idea of blood atonement, killing for more people on Ervil's list, basically. So it just kept going down the list. Yeah. It was also said that he pimped out his mothers and his sisters. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Now that's a legitimate business. Yeah. Pimping mm-hmm. out your mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was convicted of the and the group scattered. Six of the younger children between the ages of 12 and 18 were all placed in separate foster homes. But one night in September of 1989, they all disappeared from their foster homes. Ooh. And that's it. That's, we don't know where they are? Nope. Oh, boy. That's all I got. They're probably still out and about. I don't know. That's committing story. blood atonement. I'm sure. Should that be the name of this episode? Blood atonement? Sure. Kind of like that. To me. Yeah. I forgot to tell you, my sources for the story were, of course, Wikipedia. Yeah. And allthatisinteresting.com. All that is interesting. I got to go All there. that is interesting. Everything I'm that's presuming that everything on there is interesting. If it's I mean, not, I'm going to be so. really upset. Right. Well, I think last week I said on this day in history, the little thing mm-hmm. that I do, I uh, talked about Princess Diana's death. Right. And how there was some conspiracy around it. She was, uh, well, she was killed, I guess you could say, because it was a car crash. Right. On August 31st. 1997 and so i think i was talking about this week day whatever in history that i called it that episode i don't remember do you remember what i said this week in history i think anyway i wanted to cover it in more depth we this would be like a four-hour show if i covered everything because this right the guy i'm I'm gonna tell you about documentary on it (laughs) yeah and the guy i'm gonna tell you about who kind of was the you know the guy who headed up this whole conspiracy thing mm-hmm. just has a ton of different things that he keeps tacking onto it. Mm. Almost makes it sound like maybe he's guilty and he had something to do with it. And he's trying to cover it up by making a conspiracy. It's mm. weird. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, let's get into this, shall we? Diana and her boyfriend, his name is Dodi, I think. Dodi Fayed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it Dodi? Not mm-hmm. Dottie? Nope. Dodi. Dodi Fayed were killed in, when a Mercedes driven by Henri Paul, mm-hmm. deputy head of security at the Ritz Hotel in Paris, Whoa. crashed into a pillar in the... Are you ready for this? I'm ready. You might need a towel. Oh. Pont de Lama underpass. Oh. Ooh. What? what? <laughs> I don't know. I spit a lot when I say that. Paul also <laughs> died in the crash which occurred on August 31st, 1997, like I said, 24 years ago. That means I've been out of high school for 24 years. Yikes. Oh, my God. Many investigations and inquests, as they call them over there, have dissected details of the accident since it happened. And in 2008, one such inquest found that the accident and the resulting deaths were the result of gross negligence by Paul, the driver, who was really? driving under the influence of alcohol. Oh, but not just him and the paparazzi who were chasing the car. I remember hearing a lot about that. Yes, I heard a lot about this. Maybe they were trying to speed away in evasive maneuvers and crashed, but I don't know. Despite the toxicology reports and witness statements that corroborated the gross negligence designation, Mohammed Al Fayed, who is Dodi's dad, Dodi's dad. <laughs> has long claimed that Diana had been pregnant at the time of her death. I heard that. And yes. was assassinated because she was planning to marry Dodi, who happens to be a Muslim. Okay, and? Okay, well, more of that in a minute. Okay. Fayette has been quite loud about his theory over the years, and while many other conspiracies surrounding the accident creep around the dark corners of the internet like all kinds of 
weird things. These allegations have gotten the most traction, including a major police inquiry in the UK that was called Operation Paget? P-A-G-E-T? Sure. It happened in France. I'm going to go with Paget. It could be Paget. <laughs> I don't know. Or Page T? <laughs> page T. I don't think it's that. Um, I'm going to go with Paget. Okay. Okay. I like it. The investigation, which ended up being an 871-page report, which I did not read. Sorry, everyone. Ultimately dismissed Fayed's claims. The report, which was published in 2006, states that Mohammed al-Fayed has made a principal crime allegation supplemented by numerous linked claims. This is in quotes here, by the way. And assertions. Assertions. Sorry. Is assertion a word? Well, Did I don't I just know about assertion, but I know ascertain. Anyway, it's not a word. <laughs> I just made it up. Assertions. In essence, his allegation is that the security services, this is taken to be the secure, Secret Intelligence Service, or the MI6. Have you heard of that? Yes, I sure have. Yes. Acting at the behest of the of His Royal Highness Prince Philip, arranged for or carried out the murder of Dodie and Diana. Double D. <laughs> this is terrible. We should not be laughing. Yeah. Do you this think their couple funny. name was like Dodai or something? It would be like... Dido? <laughs> yes. That's what I was thinking. Their power couple name? Yes. As I mentioned earlier, the alleged motive was that Diana was preggers with Dodie's child. I wonder if his name was going to be like Dave, so they could be Dave, Dodie, and Diana. We shouldn't be making fun of this. We really shouldn't. We're going to go to hell. Yeah. And the announcement We're going to be marked for blood atonement. Engagement, which was believed to be imminent because she was pregnant. Now, I need to go on record about something here. I was 18 years old when all this went down. I heard about it. My mom watched the funeral. I caught some of it. You know, I wasn't all that into it, but I was aware of it. Like, were you into it? You were, you're four years younger than me. Were you like, mm, my, were you like stricken with sadness and no, crying? No, it was kind of the same at my house. My parents were super into it, but I just went on living my life. Well, at the time and for most of my life until recently, like I'm talking about today, I knew that there was a car crash and whatever, but all this stuff about her potentially being pregnant. Oh, no, I heard all that. And having a boyfriend named Dodie? No idea. No, I so heard I all it. of that. Yeah. I definitely missed it. Just side note, we have like five <clears throat> Princess Diana beanie, beanie baby bears. <laughs> That's what I was kind of getting at in the beginning. Like, why did America make a bunch of beanie babies for this British princess? Like, who cares? Be- well, she wasn't American, she was right? She beloved. But she's not American, right? She's No, but we can still there. love other people. Well, like I've said many times on this show and our other one, I stopped caring about England in 1776. <laughs> okay? Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I sort of care about them, but I don't care about them that much, I guess. Oh. Okay, back to the story. Fayed suggested that the royal family couldn't accept that an Egyptian Muslim could eventually be the stepfather of the future king of England. <clears throat> Now, I'm sorry, but that actually sounds plausible for the royal family, to me, to this guy. I'm not trying to, you know, open up Pandora's box and oh, oh, set the mean, internet on fire with scandal. You mean scandal. you feel like they would have done something like that? Yes, and okay. I, I want to tell you why. I watched parts of the wedding of Meghan and Harry, right? Okay. Yes? Sure. Did you know I watched parts of that? Nope. Well, I did. <laughs> and uh, the stuffy old uh, royals, including the queen, appeared to be none too happy with 
him marrying an African-American. I like the queen. <clears throat> I do too. And I love her little dogs, but they, they she, didn't have anymore. it wasn't just her. It was everybody that like, like I said, the stuffy old That's just, royals were just sitting there like no. golf clap and just had this no, grumpy no, no, no. look on their face. They That's, didn't look happy. That's their way of life. They don't show emotion. Okay. But when Prince Billy married, whoever he married, what's Prince her name? Billy. What's her name? <laughs> What's her name? Kate. Kate. Everyone was, huzzah, it's no, Kate. No, they weren't. We love Kate. No, they weren't. Don't They're you remember all of babies. the, don't you remember all of the thing? They almost broke up because of all the news stories about how she was like dancing on poles and stuff. What? Don't you remember this? Where is that footage? She's pretty good looking. Anyway, back to what I said, I stopped caring about the Royals a long time ago. So no, I didn't, Continue on I didn't know all stupid that. Story. Anyway, I, I'm just saying, I'm not trying to call the Royals racist or anything, but to me, in the parts that I saw, they didn't look very happy about him marrying an African-American. I don't think it was that she was African-American. She's like a little weird. I Whatever. I don't know what it was. I'm she's just a saying. severe. This makes sense to me that, oh, he's a Muslim and we can't have that. So we're going to go kill them. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Right. This part of the conspiracy is a little bit plausible to me. Okay? Okay. So that's the theory in a nutshell is that the, she was pregnant. She was going to say, I was going to marry my boyfriend. He's Muslim. They shall die. Did they not ever do an autopsy to determine for sure whether she was or not? Well, we're going to get into that right now. Look at you. Did you do some research or something? No. So I wanted to take a uh, a look at the evidence obtained by police over the years. And when I say over the years, this has gone like all the way up to 2008. Right. And beyond. I think they're still looking at it. So um, I only got five of them because like I said on Wikipedia and the articles, which by the way, my sources were... Wikipedia, Newsweek, and a website called rd.com. This list, long, long, long lists of stuff pertaining to this conspiracy and others. So I only wanted to cover five to keep this a little short. Okay. So number one, Operation Page uncovered evidence that Diana believed efforts would be made, that's in quotes, to arrange for her to be involved in a car crash. She expressed concerns in a meeting with her lawyer and private secretary, in 1995, and the attorney made a note of what she said. The report stated, he wrote that the Princess of Wales had told him that reliable sources, again in quotes, who she did not name, had informed her that by April 1996, whether in an accident in her car or by other means, efforts would be made to, if not get rid of her, then at least see to it that she was severely injured or damaged, end quotes. Now, she said this to him. She, be- she believed this. She apparently believed there was a conspiracy and that both her and Charles's new woman, Camilla Parker. Camilla Parker Bowles. Bowles. I was going to say Bowles, but it's Bowles. It's Bowles. Were to be put aside in quotes, like, go away so we can move on with our life. So she thought that there was a plot to kill her. Okay. The second claim made in this Operation Paget as stated earlier, Fayed, the dad, said that Diana was pregnant when she died, but also said it was covered up. He claimed that the MI6 found out about Dodie and Diana's pregnancy and what would ultimately be their pending engagement announcement after bugging telephones. So they were listening in and heard conversations about pregnancy and, oh, we better get married, whatever, blah, blah, blah. In a witness statement, to the police investigation, Fayed claimed that Diana's body had been embalmed to stop the pathologist from revealing her pregnancy. So, yes, mm. they did do an autopsy, but she was embalmed quickly, which I guess would 
not show that you're pregnant well, somehow? Well, you take out your intestines, so yeah. I'm Somebody's an embalming expert. But that's what embalming is. It is? I thought they just injected you with fluid and you... Well, you got to take the stuff out, embalmed. otherwise it's going to liquefy and get all gross. I, I, don't, I didn't Somebody know was that. paying attention during Six Feet Under while someone else was sleeping. Yeah. And on their phone. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, now I lost my spot because of you. Well, good. You deserve it. When they had the information they needed... They murdered both of them to prevent the birth and the marriage. In a witness statement to the police investigation, I already said that. See, you screwed me up. As quoted in the Paget report, Fayed said, There's no doubt whatsoever in my mind that Princess Diana was embalmed on the direct instructions of the British authorities to disguise her pregnancy. There's more to that quote, but it's not really relevant. Medical professions to Operation Paget said that it would not have been that it would not have been routine to conduct a pregnancy test in this type of situation where someone died in a car accident. Right. Because her death was proven at the time to be a direct result of the violent car crash and not of suspicious circumstances, it allowed for her body to be released, you know, rather quickly and to go right into being embalmed after examination. So that's how they debunked that one. They said, you know, there was no reason to keep it around the right. way it was. So there's that. Friends also mentioned that she never mentioned getting engaged or being pregnant. Like a lot of friends said that. Yeah, you'd think you'd tell at least one friend. Somebody, right? Yeah. All right, claim number three. Princess Diana was murdered on the orders of Prince Philip because he didn't want her to be with a Muslim man. Philip declined to comment on these allegations, which is a little suspicious. But the Paget inquiry found them to be unsubstantiated. The report mentioned that his relationship with Diana ranged from closeness at times to all-out hostility. So they were all over the map. The report also added that Diana had previously had a serious relationship with another Muslim man. She likes her Muslim dudes, apparently. And even considered marrying him, but Philip didn't care about that one. So why would he care about Doty? Yeah. So that's debunked. The fourth claim was that Prince Charles would arrange an accident so he could marry his son's nanny. Diana's trusted butler, Paul Burrell, produced a note... That he said had been written by Diana herself. The note read, and this is quotes, This particular phase of my life is the most dangerous. My husband is planning an accident in my car. Brake failure and serious head injury in order to make the clear path for Charles to marry Tiggy. She was the nanny. Camilla is nothing but a decoy, so we are all being used by the man. I paraphrase that a little bit because it was a long quote or a long note. The report states that they interviewed Charles and he said he had no intention to marry the nanny. And he also had no knowledge of the note until it was published in 2003. Hmm. She never mentioned it to him. She had no idea. Or he had no idea. The fifth one, and this one's kind of bizarre to me. The CIA was involved in a plot to assassinate Diana. Our CIA. Why? <laughs> I don't know. This is a weird one. As I said in the beginning, America seemed to love Diana more than her own country did. Right. So why would we want to kill her? Fayed said in a witness statement that the CIA and NSA, the National Security Agency, I believe, sure. had closely monitored and intercepted Diana's phone calls and that they would have been aware that she was going to publicly announce her engagement to Doty the day after she was killed. This was all supposed to happen on September 1st, apparently. He claimed that the CIA and the NSA possess, uh, had in their possession 39 documents consisting of over 1,000 pages of transcripts of the calls made by Diana while she was with Doty. That's a lot of talking. Yeah. 
The Paget report confirmed that the U.S. government did have these documents, but none of them were related to the crash or her engagement or anything. Why no, would none we of the have trans- transcripts? So I don't, I don't know. I was so when I read that you- I was like, this is so strange because uh, like why are we listening to her phone calls anyway? Yeah, why do we? Have is that just something documents? we do? I thought England was our friends. Do we just listen in on their calls like a nosy bunch of Well, maybe they Americans? are, and maybe they were like, oh, American could get it done. Let's make them do it. Oh, there you go. The CIA has uh, allegedly killed a lot of people. Apparently. JFK, all those other people. Make people so. disappear. Well, there's a ton of other claims and conspiracies made by Fayed. Like I said, he just keeps adding to them. And I'd love to go all, th- all um, through all of them, but we're, you know. We don't have time for that. Right. I think it's pretty clear that he is a bit of a tinfoil hat wearing upset dad here. Is what well, it sounds like to me. I feel like I would be too. Yeah. I mean, I would do anything to kind of prove that something bad happened to my kids, but I wouldn't go down some of these things. Like, I, I don't know. It sounds like he's making up that she was pregnant. It's weird. I think it's pretty clear that he is a bit. Oh, I already said that. <laughs> <laughs> But like I always do on this podcast, I'll leave you with the question. Was Diana's death really an accident? There's a whole bunch of other conspiracy theories out there involving the royal family, just like there is with our own government and the CIA. Maybe I'll get into those some other time. But for now, what do you think? Accident or assassination? I don't think it was an accident. Oh, you don't? No. I was I not expecting was, I don't that. think she was pregnant, but... I don't think it was an accident. You're not a conspiracy theorist. Hmm. So who did it? Did we do it or did they do it? No, they did it. Why? Because she kept throwing shade at them all the time. I mean, are you not allowed to divorce a member of the royal family or else you not get killed? Not like that. What do you mean not like that? What did she, I don't know what she did. She was snooty. Well, not snooty. She was, she was very outspoken about how things were not good. In the family in general or mm-hmm. with Charles? Was, no. Was Charles like an both. abuser or what? No, he just was kind of... Ignorantly, I don't even know how they... Or why they got divorced. Just didn't work out or... Did he cheat or what? I thought he was cheating on her with Camilla. I I don't know. Don't look at me like I I know. I think he was cheating on her with Camilla. Pretty sure. I think he... From what I can remember, and I can be completely wrong about this, and people can shout at me if they want to. I think he wanted to marry Camilla, but the family said, no way, Jose. I don't know why. But they didn't yeah. like her. What is, so then he married Diana, but this? then they still they still uh, did their thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very interesting. Mm-hmm. The inner workings of that royal family, there's some shady stuff going on there. From the beginning of time. Yeah, when we first started I love this. listening to the royal family. Yeah, when we first stuff. started this show, I, I typed in just popular conspiracy theories, and a lot of them had to do with mm-hmm. the monarchy and all kinds of British stuff. So they're mm-hmm. no different than our CIA and our government. They kill heads of state and do bad things. Oh, yeah. Shadow governments, all the, thing, all the things. Makes me wonder if every country's like that. They probably are. I'm sure. Yeah. Maybe not Switzerland. Yeah, they seem like they just do don't they even, get involved what is in anything. Their even, what is their leadership even? Is it like a, you get to be leader this week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like cheese and chocolate. Like and random, good times. I'm going to pull your card. It's you. Yeah. You're just sitting in your house. Huzzah, it's me. Today we <laughs> shall eat chocolate all day. Toblerone. Yay. I don't know. Yeah. It's just all good times over there, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yes. Okay. Well, that's my story. All right. I like it. Good. All right. Well, if you would like any more information on these cases, please make sure to follow us on social media at How Did We Miss That? And until next week, keep your head up and look out for each other. 